Why is Matt such a bitch? <laughs> uh, he's not. A, I, oh, I thought you were talking about me. Holy <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I was like, well, that's... <laughs> Alright, welcome back everybody. I'm Haggy. I've got Taylor with me. And our special guest, Christy. And this is Midwestern Fins. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> How is it, it cold, people? <laughs> yeah, it's very cold. Midwestern. <laughs> How is it, I my saw... cold friends? <laughs> I saw a thing about the uh, other side of South Dakota today. The bad side, East River. It was negative thirty-one there today. Ooh, I want no part of that. Like it gets, it gets cold enough around here that they have to close roads because you can't drive them. It's so cold. That's awful. So, do you get out of work when it's like negative degrees? Do you like not have to do stuff? Because that would be cool. <laughs> oh, you're funny. No. <laughs> no, you have to work <laughs> for real. Yes, because I don't like leaving the bed when it's like sixty. Sixty is perfect. That's like the <laughs> ideal temperature. I can walk around all day in sixty. Oh yeah. <laughs> no limitations. Oh, oh. So do you, do either of you have to like work? outside in that weather or are you just indoors because if you're indoors then maybe it's okay i bounce between outside and inside oh god Depends. bless so i spent quite a today was like the coldest day of the year so so far and i spent more time outside than inside do you get frostbite <laughs> no we're pretty serious about trying to avoid that kind of stuff and like that's my job to prevent that so we have oh. uh, cold work rest cycles, that's what they're called. Oh so you're only God. allowed to, like, depending on how cold it is, depends on how long you can stay outside. That's like here. You can only be in the pool for a certain amount of time and you take breaks. Yep. Wait, for <laughs> real? You're only sp- you're supposed to take breaks yes. in the pool? Yeah, they have, like, they sound like the whistles and everybody has to get out of the pool and take, like, a 10-minute break. So it's like not fit. Everybody gets annoyed. Like it's really hot as shit out. (laughs) You just want to be in the water (laughs) and they blow the whistle and you're like, fuck, like, okay, I guess I'll just drink more. They did that at the the pool around here too. Local outdoor pool. It's like a law. You have to get out, except it's not like that in Florida though, but that's the beach. You can't make people get out of the water at the beach. But at the pools here, it's they're very serious about it. You get yelled at if you're in there past the whistle. No running. Yeah, no running. Big time running. That's a guideline. Not a law. Almost guaranteed. <laughs> I feel like, okay, maybe. You're probably right. But I feel like I could get arrested for it. So I'm not fucking with anybody. Those bitches poolside the little lifeguard girls are mean <laughs> they are tiny little mean monsters <laughs> i'm not fucking with them <laughs> all right fair enough speaking of <laughs> speaking of mean girls mm-hmm. i don't great movie like, yeah this doesn't necessarily like pertain to anything outside of the midwest but like south dakota is really small there's not a lot of people here, so not a lot goes on. So when something does go on, it's a big deal. But there's a there's a high school nearby, Sturgis Brown High School. There's there was videos going viral, and by viral I mean like a thousand people saw them. So basically all of South Dakota. <laughs> of, uh, a high school girl got invited to hang out with her friends, and her friends like. 20 people there, boxed her car in, pulled her out of her car, 
beat the shit out of her and then like left her unconscious in the snow. Sounds like a regular day in Miami Gardens. It does. And but the, the crazy thing is like that's <laughs> a Tuesday. That doesn't, happen, that doesn't happen here. And it was like <laughs> over Facebook and like there's basically like a social media riot going on about it because there's the people that are like, why are you sharing this if you don't want people to see it? And then like the victims are like, we want people to see it because this is bullshit. And there are people like standing up for the bullies. And I just don't understand that. People are weird. Yeah. But it's nice to know that people get their ass beats in South Dakota, just like they do in Miami. We're all the same. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're all one. Yeah, nothing like that happens in Montana. I was going to say, does that happen in Montana, too? (laughs) No, no, we're all good people. You're all good people. (laughs) They're they're closer to Canada, so it just comes Uh, down. It's true. I've I've seen so many... I'll get to that one in just a second. I've definitely seen a lot of Canadian people during Black Friday. No joke. I wonder if they have sales taxes too. Maybe that's why. But back to your question. Yes. You do, I do say, oh. say it in a sentence. Say, oh, excuse me. I got to get behind you right there. <laughs> What's the definition of hope? It's, it's an exclamatory. Like, instead of saying, oh, shit, we say, oh. oh. I'm going to use so it like, in a sentence this week. Yeah, so, like, if you're texting and driving and you hit the rumble strips, you go, oh, and then you straighten your car out. <laughs> we don't text and drive in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> you're perfect people, that's why, right? <laughs> oh, we're it's not illegal. perfect. <laughs> it's illegal in South Dakota as well. We're, we're a lawful people. <laughs> oh. Just, Haggy, I don't think And my I've dad ever... listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, hi, Dad. Matt Hagler is a stand-up. <laughs> oh, my God. And I, I'm going to be on my best behavior now because I feel like Dad's listening. No, <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Hi, Dad. He listens to my <laughs> I don't want to disappoint Haggy. your dad. Well, he's, he's, he's heard your episode, your first one. Oh, so it's God. Okay. Oh, no. He must think I'm the worst. <gasps> no, you're fine. Okay, good. Dad Morris is drunk. Humor, thank God. Yeah, Taylor was the one that was drunk that episode. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Who's your dad's oh. least favorite person who's been on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is... Purely speculation. And I'm going to say, excluding me, probably Travis, because he said the F word every other time, every other word. But he hasn't said anything about any of the guests. I was going to guess Ollie because he's come from California. Nah, I think he, no, I don't, I don't think he said anything about Ollie's either. Well, Honestly, your dad and Ollie have very similar points of views towards the Miami Dolphins because they grew up in the same era. So it makes sense that you would enjoy Ollie's uh, conversation. True. Is your dad a Dolphins fan too? He is. Oh, he's the reason for this curse. Yes, dad. All right. Absolutely. Favorite player. Is he a Marino guy? Yeah, he's a Marino guy. Old school, old school. He's a Marino guy. So that means that Sorry. I'm probably his least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> now your dad has went... to start telling you like who he Hold likes and who second. he doesn't. <laughs> Chad Henney and Matt Moore have more Super Bowl rings than Dan Marino. Oh my god! <laughs> got a text from my dad. He says I can't hang out with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. 
All right. Thought of it that just, way. just kidding. This is obviously not a live podcast, people. Oh, wow. I'm still perplexed of- by what he just... Ch- Chad Henney, mostly. Like, Matt Moore was the greatest, so you can kind of understand that. But Well, the Chad greatest Henney. behind Jay Cutler, of course. That's right. And Cleo That's Lemon. That's right. Cleo Lemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one was for you, Taylor. Oh. <laughs> Wait, um, I just had a thought pop up. So, Haggy, you did the 50 states related to Dolphins plays. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. And he didn't do Nevada. Nevada. I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Did I not? I no, wrote that you didn't down. do. I looked at it. You didn't do Nevada. Right, right. No, no. I, I wrote it down. But oh, I also did. missed Connecticut when I posted it. So that was an oversight, We're- not a... Uh, Nevada Dolphins player. I gotta go find my notes. Okay. <laughs> While you're finding your Wait. notes, allow me to tell you this. If you ever try to compare Charles Harris to South Dakota again, I would definitely <laughs> kick in the door. 100%. <laughs> and I know that he did it just for my reaction, but that is total bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it kind of fits a little bit. I'm thinking that South Dakota is more like Jerome Baker. No, not even close. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who has been like really hyped for the Dolphins and then not lived up to expectations? Charles Harris. No, he never had expectations. Uh, he did. Maybe. Maybe Christian Wilkins would be a good Oh my guy. gosh, Christy, you're right. I don't have Nevada in my notes either. <laughs> Holy shit, how did I miss that? You'll have to get back to that one at a later time. Okay. Well, I used so, up all the good players, so... What about, Christy, uh-huh. who is your Miami Dolphins Nevada player? Well, do, is it like... so? Because I didn't even really read them because I didn't see Nevada, and I was like, whatever, moving on. Was it from like this season, or was it like just... I did, I did people that are on the roster now. Oh... But I did it based on either their name, what I think of them, or what would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any of them that have a really bad gambling and drinking problem? Um, I feel like... Probably uh, Mark Walton. Okay, we're going to go with him. No, never mind. That's not why he got arrested. (laughs) Well, he got DUIs like four times, didn't he? Oh, then he's perfect for Nevada. There we go. Yeah. All right, there we go. He was on the That's Dolphins at some point this season. We'll count it. Okay. I like it. <laughs> where did I put... I got to figure out where I put Jerome Baker. So then you know what the standard is. I know that Montana was Baquan. Yeah. You gave yourself that one. Washington State was Jerome Baker. Washington State. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Really wet there. Yeah, it's got. It's. Yeah, it's Pacific Northwest. It's pretty cool. You know, I need to travel more in the United States. Yes, you do. How many states have you been to? You know? A lot. A lot? Mm hmm. A lot. Well, you, Haggy. Also a lot. I feel like my number should also be a lot, but I don't know if it actually is. <laughs> I might have to figure this out. I'll have to like sit down and tweet some stuff. Yeah. You have to go through your list. I do have a and map then, list somewhere. Yeah, and then you just start have to have to start checking them off when you do them. I have a I have a running concert list of bands that I've seen. I never did that, and I wish I did. You know, I really failed in that department. All I know is who I haven't seen, you know? But I, I didn't, I never did. Th- I don't even remember who my first concert was. Like, everybody knows who what their first concert was. I don't remember. Mine was Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> what was yours? It was absolutely phenomenal. I bet. He's hysterical. I'm at 37 I- states. Wow. You're at 37? That's good. Yeah, I think Haggy, so. Haggy, what was your first concert? 
Mm, don't remember. See, See I don't not, either. You're not in the only boat, Christy. You're oh, good. I'm, I'm not alone. I feel like it was something lame, though, and that's why I blocked it out of my memory. I don't know who it was. Do you have a worst concert experience? Oh, God, I used to go to a lot of shitty shows, so there has to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, like all those metal shows were just fucking terrible, you know? I don't know why I was like, oh, I'm going to go see Pantera. Like, that was a good idea. Like, no, it wasn't. It was whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and take a minute. <laughs> take a step back. <laughs> pretend that you didn't say that out loud I did I, you know it was like it was sweaty and people are just like bumping in everywhere and hitting each other like it's too violent like fuck off I don't know not my thing okay okay I'll, I'll, I'll be fair with that I don't go for like my mood towards concerts has changed quite a bit I used to be all about high energy and jumping around yeah. and doing stuff. now now I'm more about like enjoying good ass music. Yes, I, I don't want anyone to touch me. I don't want anybody near me. I don't want to feel your sweat on my arm. I no. Mm-mm. I'm good. All right, fair enough. I'm definitely not a festival person. I'm not doing that. I haven't been to one yet. Festivals are awesome if you go to the right ones. The yeah. country music festival, it was awesome. Haggy, do you have a worst concert experience and then we'll get back to festival? Nope. All good. All good experiences. Okay. All right. My uh, my worst concert experience was Buck Cherry. And it was because the promoters of the concert decided that Buck Cherry happened to be the headliner. And they followed Papa Roach and the Bench Sevenfold, who are both significantly better than Buck Cherry. And he ended up, like, getting booed off stage because it was so bad. Oh, Wow. And then, uh, and then Buck Cherry played nearby like two years ago, and I went to go meet up with my friends who happened to be at the concert. Um, uh, I think, I think Pod played with uh, with them, so that's why they went to the concert was to go see Pod. But basically, I showed up like during the last song of Buck Cherry's set list, and uh, their PA system like blew up, so they were trying to entertain people with no sound, and it was absolutely terrible again. Two Oof. times I happened to stumble upon Buck Cherry, not intentionally going to their concert the whole time. Absolutely awful. Ooh, unfortunate. Yeah, so I don't plan on doing that again. But <laughs> back to festivals. Heggy, you said you went to a country music festival. Yeah, was it was that? dope. Was it there... was the, the Moondance Festival out in uh, out in Minnesota whole bunch of different country artists i saw uh phil vassar hunter hayes um florida georgia line this was i went i went two years um so these are all mixed up together uh joe nichols uh i saw a like there's this canadian country artist named dallas smith he's a pretty cool guy he follows me on twitter now Oh, oh nice. nice! Yeah, I don't think he listens to the pod, but I don't blame celeb him. status. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna add him. Like, can you please listen to his podcast? No, don't do that. <laughs> um, no, I went with uh, I went with my ex girlfriend, and uh, there like his big song at the time. Uh, or you singing that, and he pointed at us, and it was pretty cool. So. Nice. Yeah, but Phil Vassar actually, um, during his concert time, um, he said, hey, if there's any song you want to hear, um, tweet it at me. And um, my like, the same ex-girlfriend, um, she did not like how much I was on Twitter, but she turned to me and was like, this is what I want to hear. And I was like, you got it. And so then um, he's like, all right, well... Uh, Here's a uh, here's a request from my buddy Matt. Uh, this was my first signal, little red single, little red rodeo, and so he started singing that. So it was a really cool moment. Nice. That sounds badass. 
Yeah, love that song. Aww, I wanted to. I kind of was just gonna try to relate. I was on the Travel Channel one time at a con at a Journey concert. Oh. Um, they were like panning over top of the crowd, and I was the only one looking at the camera, and I'm like just staring <laughs> at it with this like shit eating grin with the thumbs up. It's like in the middle of the crowd. I'll see if I can find the picture. But like, it's it's awesome, but horrible at the same time. You need to make that your app. No, it's not horrible at all. That's that is awesome, dude. But like. I remember, I remember, like you know, they they had mentioned, you know, like, hey, this this concert might be filmed for a TV show, and it was like a Travel Channel show about the Sturgis motorcycle rally. And I remember watching it, and it was going through the crowd, and I saw this kid wearing a Dr Pepper shirt, and I was like, hey, that looks like me. So then we rewound it, and like it was me just staring at the camera. It's crazy. Oh my that's God, awesome. That's awesome. Just pulling a gym from the office. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's sweet. That is. And then you had mentioned that you saw a Florida Georgia line. So yeah. I haven't seen them, but there's a casino in Deadwood called the Deadwood Mountain Grand, and it's actually majorly owned by Big and Rich. Oh, and nice. They're good. Inside, yeah, inside of the inside of the hotel casino is a concert venue so that's like where people come to play concerts in deadwood seats like 3500 people but the first week that the deadwood mountain brand was open um big and rich invited florida georgia line to come play with so i and i feel like you know within a couple weeks of after playing deadwood was when shine became like a big song for them or shine on or whatever it is so like mm. people in deadwood got to see florida georgia line before they were a big name country artist that's pretty sweet cool yeah they uh so the deadwood mountain grand has kind of evolved to be able to host more than just one type of music but it was obviously designed for like country artists and the uh the first concert that they came that they invited was stone temple pilots which is really cool but oh, the, PA cool. System, the PA system was not set up for a rock concert. And Stone Temple Pilots, like, basically exploded the building the first day, the first song. <laughs> so they they actually had to postpone the show for, like, an hour. And all of the technicians for Stone Temple Pilots had to bring in their own PA system to finish the concert. Dang. Oh, wow. Was that, like, before Scott Weiland or after? It was it was before he went crazy, so he was there. Oh, cool! Yep, that's dope. Yeah, it was it's pretty nuts. I've seen I've seen some pretty good shows there. I saw Lone Star there. Um, I've seen he, the Eli Young band there. I, I think saw, I saw them too at that one. Yeah, they're pretty good. I like them. They're good. I've seen uh, I've seen Shine down there twice. I saw I saw Fight Big Death Punch there one time. So they, they bring some pretty cool stuff in. I think Larry the Cable Guy is supposed to be there later this month. Oh, fun. Yeah, so they basically <laughs> bring, like, all of Deadwood <laughs> to fill it up. Right. I didn't realize Larry the Cable Guy was still I know, didn't know he was still alive. Yeah, actually, I think all of those uh, redneck comedians have performed at the Deadwood Mount Grand, all four of them. Nice. I think Ron White has actually been here like three or four times. And it's mostly because he likes drinking and gambling. And that's what Deadwood has. Is that the gray haired right. guy who holds the, who has the whiskey usually? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I know him. He's funny. He's the one I like. What's your, which one of those is your favorite, Taylor? Hmm. I don't, um, I don't really know. I don't know if I could pick one out. That would be like my fancy, but I've seen all of them, like TV shows and things like that. Fair enough. It'd be hard for me to pick. I think Jeff Foxworthy relates to me the most. I got you. Who's yours? That, that's that's kind of why um, why Bill Engvall is my favorite out of them because I feel like I relate to him the most. Yeah, Bill Engvall is close, so it, it had to be a tie between those two. I think. Nice. Me. 
But yeah. I got to ask, Christy, are you uh-huh. excited for the NFL draft to be Vegas? Okay, can you say that again? Because you were breaking up. Oh, Midwestern Internet. Are you excited? <laughs> are you excited for the NFL draft to be in Vegas? Um, no. <laughs> no. And here, <laughs> allow me to rant. Okay, so first of all, they're doing it. Like, I don't know if you heard. They're doing it in the fountains of the Bellagio and at Caesars, in front of Caesars Palace. So they're literally, okay, this, I I don't know how this is going to work out. Well, first of all, they're shutting down the whole strip for it. And that's a fucking shit show. Like, nobody's going to be able to get to anything or do anything. It's going to be a nightmare. So anybody going and wasting their money to go see this is fucking out of their mind, first of all. Second of all, they're talking about how they're going to drive the player. Okay, so they're going to have the stage in the middle of the fountain. And they're talking how they're going to drive a little boat, the players, on a little boat up to this stage. It sounds retarded. Am I, am I crazy that I think this sounds absolutely retarded and it's going to be a nightmare? Oh, I'm, I'm hoping someone pulls a Titanic and just... <laughs> It'll be our pick. <laughs> yeah, right. Whoever Later after, like, you see him on the front pick. of the vote doing the king of the world thing. <laughs> whoever, chest, whoever chest bumps Goodell into the water needs to be the highest paid player in the NFL. Oh, my Agreed. God. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we need to yeah, draft, I don't know. like, a defensive tackle or something to pull a Christian Wilkins and just... <laughs> Booty bump them <laughs> into the All depths. The okay. <laughs> the depths of the Bellagio fountains. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can answer this question, Christy. Is there a bet available in Vegas that someone will jump in after they get drafted? Because well, if there is, I'm going to take that bet. Yeah, no, that would be a good bet if they actually, because this was. Last time I heard that they were doing this, it wasn't official that that's how it was going to go down. Like, that's what they were planning. So I think if it's official and that's, that's like, the plan, that's what they're doing with the little boat and the whole thing, then that bet will definitely be a prop for sure. <laughs> and right. I would hey. take it as well. That's, that's, a, that's one thing I plan on doing next time I go to Vegas is actually doing sports betting. Oh, good. Yeah, because I don't. Like, South Dakota's way behind the times. Like, we're cool with allowing gambling and craps and kino and roulette, poker, and blackjack, and slot machines. But they think that sports betting will become a big Oh, that's unfortunate because that's the only kind of betting that I like. Well, that's not true. I like poker, too. But it's the only yeah, kind that I do on a regular like- basis. <laughs> Did we lose Taylor? I feel like he, I think, I think we lost Taylor. Not to us here. He was just a little garbled. Yeah, we lost Taylor. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a good poker face, Christy? Um, I have a great poker face. I'm extremely good at poker. Oh. I, I, I'm a consistent final table. Wow. Er, I guess. I don't even know. What do you call that? I find the table regularly. That's pretty badass, actually. Yeah, no glasses. Yeah, the the last time that I went to a poker tournament, I went all in on a two-pair on the flop, and a guy beat me with a two-four full house on the river. Oh, that sucks. Bad beat. It was terrible. I could not believe it. That's just mean. I can't believe he carried it out, but like, I think pocket aces is the worst hand to have because it's just false hope. Yeah. But that's what I had. I had I had pocket aces, and then they flipped a pair of fours. So I was like, "Hey, this is good." And then the guy rode me out with a, a two and something, and then he ended up getting what an out. asshole. That guy's an asshole. He got lucky. Uh, That sucks. It's trash. Hate it when that happens. Taylor's probably just giggling. 
<laughs> Taylor's probably just giggling it. They're like, all right, this guy's not for real. <laughs> <laughs> I went I went all in and he checked me all in back and he waited until the river to win the hand. God, that's just the sickest feeling in the world. God, so, did you want to punch him? You should have punched him. I was, just for being an asshole. I was actually already mad at that time. So my mom deals sports games or card table games, I guess we'll call it. She normally deals craps, but oh, cool. she deals at a, at a local casino. And the reason why I was playing in a poker tournament was because I was also in a blackjack tournament. And the way that the blackjack tournament sets up is there's seven people at the table. Each person is given 500 chips and then you play seven hands blackjack. And then the top three from the table move on until there's a final table of seven. And my mom normally wouldn't be allowed to deal to me if I were to be gambling. But since it was a tournament and it was like a third party thing, she was able to. But she dealt me two seven, five hands in a row playing blackjack. And that's like the worst possible hand to have. Mom. Yeah, it was really frustrating. Your mom doesn't listen to this podcast, does she? Oh, there's not a chance. Okay. Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> Before I yell at her. <laughs> I, I, let, I let her know what was up. Oh, that sucks. There is a there is a table dealer here, and he works at the Venetian. And he will tell you what to bet. He's amazing. Because you know he knows if you win... You're going to tip it. So he tells you what to bet. I made so much money at that table. And I don't like blackjack. I'm, not just, I'm just really not that good at it. This guy. Oh, what was his name? You're like, anytime you go to the Venetian, you have to find him. What's his name? Gilbert. Oh, that's his name. Gilbert at the Venetian. He will literally tell you <laughs> what to do and how to bet. And I swear to God, it's like, he's like free money. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Hopefully he still works there. I know. He is a gift. Another Vegas inside secret. Let's see, I've given you two tonight. But the other was before, so nobody heard that. Okay. Good. We don't need everybody knowing the secrets, just this. I know, exactly. <laughs> they got Gilbert, that's it. That's all you get. Yeah. No, what's your what's your other secret? What? What's the other one? I we're not supposed to tell you. Already told it. Are we telling? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Oh. Wait. Guess we'll turn it around. All right. So, on our last podcast, oh, actually, no, sorry, never mind. Uh, I think this would be a good time for us to talk about the charity of the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, love the charity of the week. We were going to have two this week. But when our other guests hopped out, we're just going to stick with the one. We're not going to name him by name. But (laughs) his name is very similar to mine. (laughs) (laughs) So Anyways, out. love you, buddy. Um, love you, fam. Um, do you want to tell us about yours, Christy? Yes. Yes. So it's um, the Diabetes Research Institute. Um, my family's uh, part of the Love and Hope. Um, we've done work with them for a really long time. My aunt's been on the um, the board for, God, like 40 years or something. So... Um, we've always done a lot of work with them. She holds a gala every year. So it's kind of close to our heart and our family. So we definitely want to support the Diabetes Research Institute. I like it. That's it. I like it a lot. That's the one. Perfect. So what do you guys talk about with dolphins during this time of year? I'm just curious. This is dolphins podcast in the off season, like the worst part of the off season. Like there's literally, like I was looking at articles today 
there's nothing to fucking talk about. So most of the talk has been about, oh, what are we going to do at five? Are we going to get two? Are we going to trade up for two? Two, 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 two. Like, get off the guy's dick. But anyways, um, I think we should talk about what we're going to do with our other picks. Assuming that we have them. What do you if think? we don't trade them away. Right. Which everybody wants to trade them away, I feel like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we, we've got to get Tua, guys. We've like, oh, my God. We've got to get Tua. <laughs> we will die if we do not get Tua. I feel like it's very mindfucky because we really did want to at one point and we were like last time I was on with you guys it was like let's take woo <laughs> ring the bell and then now we're like um okay he honestly, might be broken and <laughs> honestly I kind of feel like where the dolphins are at now was a pipe dream at the beginning of the season like so many dolphins fans were like we have to lose all of our games to get an opportunity to draft Tua. That was before they did any Minka trade or Laramie Tunsil trade. That was before any of that happened. And then Laramie Tunsil gets traded and Minka gets traded. And the next thing we know, we have tons of firepower. So let's hope that the Steelers and the Texans do poorly and we could potentially have two draft picks in the top 10 and three in the top 15. Well, that obviously didn't happen. Nobody expected Tua to get hurt either. So the fact that the Dolphins were able to win five games, still get a top five pick, prove that they were capable of beating the Patriots in Foxborough with a oh. high school junior varsity team was... <laughs> <laughs> but now the Dolphins have the highest cap space available the most draft picks in the draft. We have three first-round draft picks with two in the first 20. And then we also have a top-five pick. If if anything, and I think I've been saying this from day one, is the Dolphins just need to hit on whoever they decide to take. If for some reason Chase Young falls to five and the Dolphins draft him, that's great. But he right. better not be fucking Charles Harris. All right, He better be like J.J. Watt or something. Oh, I don't know. If he's like Charles Harris, then I could put him as South Dakota. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> That's fair. If the Dolphins, <laughs> the Dolphins draft Tua, whether they trade up for him, if he's there at five, I don't care as long as he's successful. And by successful, I mean a competent quarterback that is better than Ryan Tannehill. If he's not, then we basically think. <sighs> Okay, but what if what if he had the exact stats as Tannehill? Like, well, no, it depends, though. It depends. Like, I Tannehill's not that good. That's, that's, I that's strongly I'm disagree, saying. but that's what I'm saying, though. Is regardless of how you do Tannehill, if the Dolphins draft Tua or any quarterback for that matter, if the Dolphins draft. Any quarterback in the, let's say, the first three rounds, that quarterback, if they're starting, has to put up similar or better numbers than Ryan Tannehill did or does. Otherwise, whatever focus that we went to to this point is now moot, and that wasn't our problem, which I still don't believe that quarterback has ever been the problem, but here we are. Everything's the problem, guys. Everything's been the problem. It is. Yeah. It, it really is. Literally is... everything. Top to, I mean, we've had like our good, we've had good receivers. We've had good guys on defense. But like, fuck. Like, we can't get it together quarterback. We can't get it together at offensive line. And we let God all of our forbid, good Right. And God forbid this is another coaching staff that fucking sucks. Like, I don't think it is. I really don't. Well, we don't really know because the only coaching staff that really stayed was Flores. Yeah. Right? Everybody else of power left already? Yeah. Oh, that's Just about. Another 
turnover. I mean, that was something that we had to deal with with Philbin right away. Philbin brought in a staff. They sucked. They traded him out. That staff didn't work out well. They traded him out. Philbin didn't work out. They traded him out. You know, they bring in Case. Case changes up his offensive coordinators, his defensive coordinators. And then, I don't know, I just, I guess the Dolphins have already set the expectations incredibly low, which is why there's no expectations in game. But right. as far as coaches go, we've already had the worst coach in NFL history. Yet. And <laughs> no true. one is going to be able to look at Haggy in the eyes and say, there is a defensive coordinator worse than Matt Burke. So I think we're already we're already going to be able well, to move on. I would accept it, but I'd have to see it to believe it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's completely fair. But right now, yeah, that's my low bar. Like, I don't know. I'm obviously wrong in saying this, but I feel like I could have been, done a better job. And again, obviously wrong because I have no NFL experience. <laughs> if you are like defending, if you are defending third and three from the shotgun formation, your cornerbacks do not play seven yards off the line of scrimmage. Correct. But that was a common thing that we saw. Like it just it didn't make sense to me at all whatsoever. Like there was no game plan there to succeed. Period. Yep. It's bad. It's absolutely right. It's bad. But other <sighs> than bad. other than talking about draft picks, I mean, we've we've talked a little bit about free agency. I think that I think the Dolphins should really they will bring in players. That's but. what I'm curious about more. Like we have a lot of money, so I want to know who we're going after. You know, like who is the shiny prize to everybody? I think that the Dolphins have learned from their mistakes for being the big splash. Like, I get that we're Miami and we're the Dolphins, and that's what they're used to. With Mike. They did it three years in a row. It was like Mike Wallace was the highest-paid free mm-hmm. agent. The Dominic and Sue, highest-paid free agent. Brandon we Malcolm, always do that. Highest-paid free agent. So, like, we did it three years in a row, and none of them ended up working out in our favor. And then we I trade like, them out for nothing. I feel like the free agents that the Dolphins are going to pick up the young guys that have enormous upside or they feel like they need scenery. Um, we've seen it both ways. We've seen players, well, maybe we haven't seen it from the Dolphins. I think most of the free agents that beat the Dolphins end up going somewhere else and doing great. I think Damian Williams is a prime example of that. I mean, he got benched for Arian Foster and Jay Ajayi and Kenyon Drake all at the same time and then now he's a Super Bowl champion yeah and he got snubbed out of Super Bowl MVP he really he did, did I think. he really did I concur oh. he got gypped big time that would have been a great bet too if I would have prop bet that and he would have won that oh, I kept thinking about it after like oh. how good uh, Hilton stats look what was that? Say that again. Does anybody know how like Jarvis Landry stats compare going to the Browns? Um, it was it's pretty been pretty even keel, honestly. I've had you him know, in my fantasy league the last yeah, so did I. five years. <laughs> so did I. He did Landry good for me. gang gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually he had him in like every um, fantasy league this year at some point. I'm pretty just, excited. Yeah, I, think, I had him in you know, and, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just a Denver thing, but like Vance Joseph, you know, went and left the Dolphins to become a head coach. Obviously it didn't work out, but that still was like hyped. Um Jawan James got a huge contract to leave the Dolphins. Um it's just it's just kinda weird to me that those things have to happen. You know, Mike Pouncey leaves the Dolphins and goes to the Chargers and is like back to his top tier form. I just I don't I don't get it. Sucks. There's something well, a lot of it has on. to do with, yeah, well, a lot of it has to do with, you know, the staff, I think, you know, and so at this point, like, say this doesn't work out and we go through this whole bullshit again, is it time to, like, go for Stephen Ross's head? Like, seriously, you know, 
See, I don't think, weirdly enough, I don't think he's the problem. Really? I, I think he's doing a lot of great things. And obviously his best hire was Tom Garfinkel. But, like, like his his heart's definitely in the right place, and he's made some good moves. Like, I think putting Chris Greer at GM and having that hierarchy established is a great move. Um, I just, because I think Chris Greer is doing a great job overall. But I think it's more, like, coaching selection that's been yeah. a weak point. And yeah. I'm still not sold on Flores. We'll see. It's I'm still, still too yet new. To do my thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like a whole review I'm going to be doing where I'm going to be pointing out these are the good things from this past season. These are the bad things. And a mass exodus of people, by the way, is going to be one of my red flags. Spoiler alert. Yeah, that that seems seems really odd that they weren't willing to establish the game plan from the get-go. I can't imagine that Ross like pocketed him at all and was like, yeah, you can only bring in, you know, a limited amount of players. I'm sure that went Flores got hired. Ross was like, "Do it right. You know, bring in whoever you need as a coaching staff. Let's do it right." And maybe that was Flores's technique of being comfortable with becoming a head coach. And that's why he brought people that he was used to working with, um, so that he could build his confidence. And now he's going to branch out a little bit. But and honestly, I'm so. fine with him bringing in his friends. Like I'd get it. Yeah. Like I have no quarrels with that. Like he's he knows better than anyone like how good those coaches are that he's worked with you know what i mean i have issues with coaches bringing their friends well i mean this isn't i didn't see it like a gay situation where you're bringing in your buddies or like um with philbin when he's bringing in uh when mike sherman's bringing in his son-in-law or whatever i think isn't zach taylor wasn't that sherman's son-in-law or something yeah something like that so yeah. I it's mean, just... if they don't, if they're good, fucking bring them on. But you know, it's gonna be an improvement. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think Flora. I don't know. I, I kind of like him. Like, I, I don't think he's gonna fuck up for some reason. I just, I don't know. I feel, I feel better about him than I have anybody in a long time. Where I, I don't know. He just, I think, because we won so many games that we weren't supposed to win last season. That it's like, okay, maybe this guy's got something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, get... I... Go ahead, Maggie. No, you say what you were going to say. I was going to say, obviously, like, hindsight is twenty twenty, but I uh, I wonder where the Dolphins would be if they hired I... yeah. Eric Bieniemy instead of Flores last year. Mm. I mean... The enemy just won a Super Bowl and had like an incredibly prolific offense. And right. he's been doing it for a while. And, you know, learning under Andy Reid has got to be a really big deal. But on the side note, you know, Flores was with Bill Belichick yeah. and had a really prolific defense. Yeah, that so. defense is crazy. Mm-hmm. And yet he calls it, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. Thank you. <laughs> I can't stress that enough on this podcast or on Twitter. <laughs> but, like, I, I honestly, I really wanted Darren Rizzi. Like, that's the guy who we saw every year bring out the most in his players. And he, he's one of the, he would be a bold hire. Like, the one team, I think it was the Giants that hired a special teams coach. Like John Harbaugh handled- was a special teams coach. He was too. Yeah, it's like these players or these coaches know how to relate to offense and defense. They know clock management and game management super well because that's all special teams is. It's honestly a no-brainer hire for me, but I don't know what what do I know? I'm just a middle school coach. Oh, I don't know. I know less than you do. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I hope we don't suck. I don't want us to suck. But if we do suck again, like, something's got to give. Like, we've sucked forever. I'm over it. No expectations, gang, gang, Christy. I know. No, but, uh, like, we couldn't even fucking tank right. Like, can't do anything right. (laughs) 
Okay, is there anything that you want to see, Christy, that, like, other than yes. not sucking? Yeah, like I want a quarterback fantasies. who yeah, I want a quarterback who can throw down the field. Like who can fucking gun it down the field. I don't want to see fucking ten yard little ticky tack bullshits for the rest of my life anymore. I want some good quarterback action. Very jealous of Mahomes and very jealous of the Chiefs. Like I want that in my life. That's what I'm asking for. I want some accuracy with it though, because I don't want Josh Allen. Right. <laughs> I don't think most Bills actually a lot of Bills fans like him for some reason. I don't know. I I honestly like I don't I don't interact with a lot of Bills Twitter, but I feel like where the Bills are at right now is where the Dolphins were with Tannehill two years ago. Oh, hundred percent. Like Easily. I feel I I feel like half of the Bills hate Josh Allen. And the other half is like, no, Josh Allen's the answer. Let's go. It's like, what about how inaccurate he is? No, he's not that inaccurate. He got, he got way better, guys. He's so much better. It's like, yeah, he still can't hit the broad side of a barn, though. Like, did you watch the, the game against the Titans? Holy shit. Or against the Texans. Did you guys watch any of the Pro Bowl? I did not watch any of it. What was I doing? I was working, so I couldn't watch it. I'm not. I'm fairly certain, like, they did the, you know, the passing accuracy thing. Yeah, like, oh, I saw that clip. I think I know what you're talking about. Sorry. Go ahead. Like, Drew Drew Brees destroyed it, like he always does. But Lamar Jackson struggled really bad. Oh, really? Was, yeah. I think I he hit, was, like, two at the most. Yeah, he did not oh. do well. I love him, though. He's exciting. He's something he that, is. like, the NFL... Which honestly, I think is the only like to be no no hating on the Cardinals and whatever route they're going, but I think that the Cardinals went with Kyler Murray because they knew he was going to be exciting to watch, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be. And these uh, these NFL teams are going to start molding their quarterbacks after. I I know that I feel like I've had a big boner for him forever, but. I feel like the mold for NFL quarterback right now is Russell Wilson. Like, if you can find a Russell Wilson, you're going to be a good football team. That's fair. That's fair. Like, I feel like they're starting to... He's so versatile. Hello? Uh Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) Hello? Yeah, I I, I thought you had more to to say. I I did, (laughs) but I lost service. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like I feel like NFL teams are starting to drift away from the typical pocket passer, and that's just because when the quarterback can't run or do an RPO or an option or anything like that, they're eliminating an offensive weapon. There's a reason why the Ravens were able to run the ball so well, and it was because it was eleven on eleven football. Rather than it being ten versus football, you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you take yeah. the quarterback out of the picture, then there's only eleven offensive players. So, I don't know. I feel like I feel like we're gonna start seeing scrambling quarterbacks again. And for some reason, Randall Cunningham wasn't enough to like convince NFL players or NFL teams that that wasn't enough. Or Fran Tarkenton, for that matter. Like it's. Like a running quarterback was successful a long time ago. And then they're like, ah, we don't. Honestly, even if you think about it, like, even when they had Mike Vick, like, he was, that was it. Yeah. Right? Like, they still were like, ah, he's an exception. And they just kept going. Like, yeah. Probably because they didn't have Twitter back then to say, hey, what the <laughs> fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> well, and. Maybe we're starting to take this, you know, back to like a football standpoint. The NFL is an entertainment industry. So whatever they got to do to bring in entertainment is what they're going to strive for. Yeah. True. And you can't tell me that Pat Mahomes running that touchdown against the AFC championship game with 15 seconds left wasn't entertainment. Yeah. And him just like dudes bouncing off him. (laughs) They're like getting hurt. (laughs) Watching, so yeah, he got lit up, and the other guy got hurt. Yeah, awesome. so badass. <laughs> like, 
don't want a quarterback like that. <laughs> Seriously. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens in the next few years. I'm not gonna say that the Dolphins are gonna be great in the next five years, but I would like to see it. I'm not. So do you do you it. think we're gonna be doing another season of Fitzpatrick project? 100% guaranteed Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins in 2020. Although I'd love for them to trade for Trace McSorley. <laughs> learn, learn under uh, Lamar Jackson for a year and then let's go. Yeah. It'd be great. He's got all the tools. Like, he was just hindered by the fact that, like, um, when for his senior season, it wasn't nearly as good as his junior season, but he lost Deshaun Hamilton, his leading receiver, Mike Gesicki, as we know and love, and Saquon Barkley, just all at once. Yeah. Like, it takes a little bit to build chemistry, and when you lose all three of your guys at once, it's that's tough, you know? That sucks. Kind of reminds me of, uh, I mean, we all love Jarvis Landry, but Zach Metberger was the quarterback for LSU. And he had Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., and uh, he used to be running back to the Bengals. Jeremy Hill were all on his team at one time. I think he also had Fournette, too. Yeah, and he wasn't able to win. So, yeah, it's it's all tricky. Football is all about having the right pieces at the right time. It's so true. So I guess the final note that I want to add, I kind of said it last year, last week that the over-under to me is that there will be 20 rookies on the Dolphins. And I think wow. I'm going to – it would be hard for me to believe that the Dolphins will draft less than 10 players this draft. 20 rookies is a lot of rookies. It is a lot, but I still think that that's going to be the number – I can see it. I don't know. We have a lot of money. I hope we put in some, like, I hope we get get at least, like, a couple, like, like, maybe one really good wide receiver. (laughs) I think that the free agent targets that the Dolphins will have will be both on offensive and defensive line and maybe a defensive back. Yeah. Yep. As far as skill positions go, though, I think skill positions are easier easier to be drafted and developed than the other guys. Though I so hope that they get Derrick Henry. That's that's who I want on offense. A running back. Not that I they'll use that... him. They'll start Balage over him. But still. <laughs> no. Just to have I him think... on his roster. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> I think that the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins next year will be a rookie that they draft in the first or second round. I love your Interesting take. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they have up their sleeve. Because anytime I ever try to, like, think or guess what the fuck they're going to do, they end up, like, they'll get a punter or something. I'm not even. (laughs) I'll be crying in the corner. Yeah, fair enough. Every we're, time we've all we been there. Go for a, yeah. Every time we go for like when a quarterback, they you know get an offensive lineman, and everybody cries. So that's probably what we'll do again. I can see that. Yeah. Only time will tell. Yep. Stupid dolphins. Stupid dolphins. I like that. It's a good way to end on this pod. Stupid yeah. Dolphins. Right. Stupid dolphins. Stupid depressing dolphins. Can't believe we just talked about you for that long in the off season. <laughs> right. But we managed to. It's good shit. Very good. Indeed. Well, Christy, thanks for joining us. Thanks it's always for nice having to have me. You on. Good talking to you guys. Enjoy your oh. cold weather. Dad, yeah. if you're listening, I don't text and drive. and dad don't hate me (laughs) have a good night everybody alright bye guys